Hello and herschel's willkommen zum Alfred Fresser, the WXW Review podcast in English. I'm Ian Hamilton, joined as always by Mike Kilby. And Mike, a few days back we did a tribute show for Absolute Andy. Check one out um, if you want this episode. We're just going to be going on about news and last couple of WXW shows. But how the hell have you been? Yeah, it's been obviously, um, uh, boy, so, so it's been, been a tough couple of days, obviously, since since the terrible news. Um, and, uh, you know, it kind of threw a bit of a spanner of works, I think. For, for us at least um it was it was a say it was a it was a it was a show that um none of us ever expected to or ever really wanted to make um obviously and um you know it's 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 worth a listen i think it's it's a it's a it's a chance we've not really had a proper chat i think prior to that uh, and it was it was nice to sort of exchange some nice memories um and some things that we kind of wanted to say about someone who i think we have a lot of fondness for and um you know i think he will he a, a true legend of the european scene and i think somebody who will hopefully well i at least by me probably never be forgotten so absolutely and not intended but um i've got a few news bits um because we had broken rules and uh, we love wrestling 55 since we had our last proper episode uh but i guess main headline coming out of broken rules is swxw on paper, at least that's how some people are taking this, uh, potentially killing off women's divisions. So, um, spoilers alert, but if you listen to this podcast, you know, you're probably already aware. Uh, Robert Dreisk retained his Unified World Wrestling title against Maggot, whereas Ave Everett early in the night lost the last women's standing match to Masha Slamovich. Uh, end of the show, saw Amboss invite Masha to join the group. First time they seemingly, I say cared, but no, uh, brought up women's title in terms of um, you know, having all the belts in Amboss. Uh, she declined, said she wanted Dreisker's belt for herself. RIP, uh, shotgun and tag belts, I guess. Um, but yeah, so stage being set, uh, anniversary show, uh, December 23rd. They are at least teasing they're going to be uh, unifying the men and women's belts. And that's going to be the first time if they go through with it. I mean, Lord knows, double count out double DQ and whatever non finish you want to do. The first time they've merged the men's belt since June 2010 when uh, Zack Sabre Jr., then the light heavyweight champion, uh, unified with Steve Douglas's heavyweight belt. Um, yeah, women's belt, of course, a lot more recent in terms of vintage. And I didn't realize until you no know, Doom and also Miss. Um, First came into being uh, December 23rd, 2017. So, uh, Killer Kelly beaten Melanie Gray in the finals of the inaugural women's title tournament. Uh, so, unless we do a non-finish, that belt's going away in the sixth birthday. And, yeah. Ten women haven't held the belt over the years. Abe Everett, you no know, most reigns at three. Amal, 847-day reign through COVID. But, I... No, I... My knee-jerk reaction was, you know, what the bloody hell are they doing getting rid of this? But the same points, like, well, you know, the shotgun blocks, they have kind of, you know, they have made it a case of it's not like the title's going away and everyone's like, oh, what are we going to do? You no, know, uh, Baby Halston was straight up pissed about it. But, yeah, on paper, I, I don't know whether this is like a, a tease or whether this is just, you know, them maybe putting something on the back burner because, you know, Outside of um, Avery Everett, women's division pretty much hasn't had that much spotlight this year. I, I think it's always been um, sort of having having women's championships in at least in Europe has always been a difficult thing because um, 
number one, there's you know a fraction of the size of there's a fraction of the amount of sort of uh, women um, women wrestlers in general, um, women's wrestlers who are at a standard who can um, hold their own on a promotion of the size of WXW or the promotion of the size of Rev Pro Progress, etc. There's a the number of wrestlers is very very small. Um, and I think that's obviously the thing. And, you know, we have people, it's in the last couple of years, at least anyway, it's been very reliant on, we say, imports um, to sort of prop it up. Um, Alison really has been the only person, only well, she's the only domestic person who's really been, um, been able to sort of be a constant. Uh, you've had Eva Kalaski as well. And, you know, we was, we was blessed, I think, with the very, very short um, run of Orshi as well. Obviously, she wasn't a women's champion, but you kind of think if you had Eva and you had Orshi and thing, maybe it still would be we would be wouldn't be put in this position. I mean, in the, the 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 other the other thing to consider though is that there's you know it's entirely possible Masha could beat Droiska. Um It's entirely possible. It wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> It'd be a hell of a weird way to you know, do a Lambos. I mean, God knows the whole through point of this podcast feels like, oh, we're going to do the K-Fix like GMC versus WX versus Amboss. And no, they have got the graphics out for Back to the Roots in January. It does have a cage in the background. So, yeah, that, it's not against the realm of possibility, but... I think, you know, for a few years we've sort of had a bit of a question whether you know we've questioned maybe some of the main events at least post covid uh, of carrot and i i'll be honest i would have i i'm i'm not sure what really strong main event droiska is there in the can for droiska really um, at least in terms of what's left unless you start running against maga or you do do you do icarus or something like that um or somebody big returning you know which is always a possible um you know what's the question whereas i think masha he, she could have a really exciting main against anybody i feel like and i think she definitely could do it um she's probably um yeah i think she would be an interesting person to be put it would it'd be a hell of a statement to have masha as the 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 knight to champion uh, if they were to be going back to the tradition, I mean, she could also go into the tournament, uh, Carrot as champion, as could Dreisker as well, I suppose. Um, and that would equally work. It depends what the um, the, the outlook is sort of going into Carrot, but yeah. And you, it's, it's... When you've mentioned, you know, I say reliance on imports, I mean, you're going through like recent uh, bookings, obviously, you know, have just had a, a long tour from Ava Everett. Um, Anita Vaughan from uh, from Cork Island. She's you know, was back on my last show and you know, was impressed impressive over Femme Fatale weekend or on Femme Fatale over Tiger Festival weekend. Uh, Akane Fujita, Hyan, you know, had brief tours. You know, you had um, JC Storm from uh, CCW in the States. She was over for a brief run. You know, and it's like you know, you're getting the imports, but and I know there have been folks you know on the directly side of things who've. I would say Bermon, but have kind of been very much, well, okay, but where's the local names? Like, you've had Michelle Green on, who's you not know, been fine, 
which has also not been used that much outside of festival weekends. Ditto Eva Kalaski. I mean, I mean, we were both um, Wheel of Wrestling 50 over Tag Festival weekend, and that match they threw out of Kalaski and JC Storm, I felt, re- and we said this on the podcast for time, I felt really sorry for me. Like, they were thrown out cold. Like, you know, that was Eva's yeah. first match there since Carrot JC Storm. You know, you know, one or two matches, you know, you know, on the you know, Fight Forever slash Academy shows. It's like, you know, you've thrown them, you know, thrown them out there, and I'll say you've thrown them out to die. But at the same point, you've put them out there as you've got fireworks going on outside for some reason. You've got, you know, put them out there, and it's like, well, what did you expect? You've got two characters which you know, people don't really know how to react to because we've not seen them. And I think Kalaski is one. I think for me, especially, it's just like, oh, where where on earth did she go? Um, you know, she 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 she's not. I feel like she's someone who could definitely be. I mean, she has held the title, but I think she she's she, she's definitely strong enough to be someone who could wrestle every week. And likewise, I think Allison is. She's obviously got better and better over the years. Um, they are both they are both limited. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say they're 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 world class, but they are both limited. But like they're both perfectly capable to do that sort of job for WXW. It it just for me it seems just like it it it's been a bit of an afterthought for a long time. Um, but equally they have had their, their sort of arm maybe potentially forced by the whole, you know. Would we be in this position if or she wasn't around? If or she was still around, I don't know. Um, you know, we 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 lost we lost Kelly, uh, obviously before the pandemic. We lost Kelly before the pandemic, but you know, the the whole the whole basis of the division, which started there, so Tony Storm, uh, Melanie Gray, and Kelly Kelly, for, for one reason or another, aren't here anymore. Yep. Uh, and that's in six years, and it's just never they've never had a solid person who's always been there. I think you know we've had you know seen with you know Ref Pro in England. You know, NX, when we had NXT UK they were signed which anyone Ref Pro was touching was being signed. Uh to be to a lesser extent perhaps. You no know, I know we've missed you no know, some names, you know Alice Inc they you know, you know gave a bit of a run to um or clips of if no given bit from uh, Marie Delaros they gave a bit of a run to before she retired. It's like it's not like they haven't had the names go through, but for one reason or another, you know, they've just not been able to get things going. I'd argue since COVID, you know, take out Ava Everett, and it's like, you no, know, maybe it's you not. Know, maybe worst case, this is a, a pausing of a title, maybe while they restock. But at the same point, you know, they've done into gender since what Shotgun twenty twenty, yeah. and that was a way to get around not having women's title on the show. And to be fair. Weren't that many on the show, you know, women on the show, you know, who did the intergender stuff. I haven't really done that much intergender since, you know, the shotgun tapings. It was mostly been limited to Baby Allison and Maggot in, in some uh, combination. And Ava's um, done a few as well. Ava, Ava and Jacob Crane as well, of course, but yeah. like more, not most recently it's been those two pairings. But again, I suppose it's the whole thing. If, if they do get rid of the belt, it then becomes chicken or the egg. Like, do you get rid of women's wrestling entirely, which, you no. Know, 2023, 2024, the optics of that ain't going to be great. Or do you, you know, do intergenerally do women's wrestling for you know, wrestling, for the sake of wrestling, I guess, as we'd say. 
And but the whole thing of how do you develop if no one's booking? Like, and this isn't, I know this is a, a complaint others have, have made elsewhere in Europe. You know, as much as you can do with no videos of a one hour challenge, that's fine. But at the end of the day, you no, know, no promotion wants to do what no wants to be a copycat. Like, if you're promoting exactly the same thing somebody else is doing, you know, yeah. it's, it's the whole argument of you no know, age. No, do you want to be a copycat or do you want to be an innovator kind of thing? I think that's where you get the whole thing of, well, you know, everyone's gun shy because they don't want to be seen to be pushing the same women everybody else is. And you know, to an extent, you know, to XW, you know, they've kind of been the same thing. Like they've, you know, they've not gone for exactly the same names as other promotions because, you know, if if they did, you know, what's differentiating you from everyone else? Bear in mind, virtually every promotion's online these days. But um, it'd be very interesting to see, uh, you know, where they, you know, do go with this, whether they do a fake out, whether they, you know, you know have a dry skirt, you know, kill women's division. Then, oh, it was a uh, George Janela WrestleMania weekend a few years back did the whole, you know, uh, I'm against women's wrestling. Then they, you know, the entire GCW uh, women's roster, or at least was a book that weekend. Um, gave them their comeuppance. But I think, yeah, the, just the optics and at least the backlash to, have, to the initial announcement, not great. Um, we'll I see where. Justified backlash. Oh, of course. I mean, like yeah. I say you, you did the whole thing of, no, no, no. This, this isn't even the case like it's a belt we've had for, for a decade and it's been forgotten about. No, six years, this belt's been on most shows. You know, the fact that, you no, know, we said even back Tag Fest for weekend. The women's champions are going to be one of the highlights for the weekend of a promotion. And now you get rid of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it's 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 a bit of a baffling thing and it, it is it's a it's such a open goal to sort of sky over, you know. It it doesn't for me, I I, I don't feel it's unless they are using it to completely elevate it and mash of bloody wins it, which I think is entirely possible. Um I think it's it's a it's a very bad it's a very bad call if they are getting rid of it but like like we'd said before there's lots of potential reasons why it just hasn't worked and potentially um well we've got a few weeks to see where, what direction we do go in uh this will be 23rd anniversary show december 23rd probably on uh now what end of a couple of days after christmas i'd expect not to put mark yeah. under any extra pressure no um like this past weekend, he's saying like it's the first weekend he's had since August. Thought I'm doing uh, you know, video editing for wrestling, and then of course, uh, the absolute Andy stuff. And I don't know if, you know if I was him doing the videos, but yeah, good enough for you know, it's, you know holiday season. You no, know, everyone's looking to get the time off and you know, have a break. So we'll see. I know that last year when we did this, so uh, 2021, we did around about Christmas time, it was a pretty quick turnaround. So We'll see, but no, but no, we'll definitely know 20, uh, December 23rd what results, and we'll be able to see for our own eyes, hopefully for the new year. But um, we will see where that goes, and of course, we act accordingly. A um, couple of news bits. Um, so, we're starting to get more names announced for Carrot Weekend next year. Uh, of course, they are doing the uh, Wheel of Wrestling Wildcard Edition again. Uh, and I believe first two names have been announced for this. We've got Rachel Armstrong and Ryan Clancy. Um, no Armstrong, she won the. It's a long name, so I'm probably going to butcher this, but the Scenic City Invitational Futures Tournament. It's kind of like the like next generation, you know, a future stars, one better word thing. 
She won that this past year as part of obviously the Scenic City Invitation Invitational Weekend. Uh, Ryan Clancy, he's a so his, his and he works a lot for Wrestling Open. Uh, that's like the Beyond Wrestling Offshoot. Um, and he's been pretty much never present on that. Uh, so I've seen a bit from his Bean fan. I think he had a match with I want to say Zack Sabre Jr. not too long ago. Um, and I'm going to check this so I don't get myself. Yep, Zack Sabre Jr. actually fought Beyond Wrestling back in February. Um, so you no, know, he's had some big names. He's he has actually worked in you before. Um, I'm just again the dreaded mouse scroll as I look up cage match. Um, so this won't be his first time in Europe. He did a run, actually in about 10, 11 days, with uh, LDN Wrestling back in February of last year. Um, going for like Eastbourne, uh, Greys, Edmonton, uh, in London, not Canada, of course. Uh, and uh, in Wales. And yeah, so he's done a, he's done a few dates over here, but uh, this will be... No respect due to LDN for what they've done in the past, but this dog would be his uh, biggest exposure in Europe. Um, although I, I think it's, from what we've seen, uh, I think Kohlenberg has been a pretty big proponent of um, independent wrestling TV. Yeah. And those first two names, very much names out of the IWTV uh, catalogue. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know a lot about them but as i say i think you you'd mentioned it before it's, it's just a lot of people who run that sort of thing it's clear that he's he's got the sub for that <laughs> i've seen you have no new no new names uh, no new names announced i get my teeth in but yeah, i mean you're obviously gonna be a lot more names coming down the pipeline obviously with uh you know, it's like the wheel of wrestling um the ambition wild card you're gonna need a lot more than just two names so we'll see how that goes um Speaking of carrots, uh, there was meant to be a 16 carat gold qualifier at the anniversary show in December. Uh, that's been scrapped, so it was meant to have been Michael Oku and Alex Kane. Uh, we tweeted not long after that match was announced, but uh, Kane and MLW made additional demands after the match was announced. Uh, they didn't want to bow to those demands, so Directory's just cancelled the booking. Uh, they're not going to be considering Kane for any further dates. I guess that phrasing, you not. Know, Okay, at the moment at least Kane is the MLW champion. So that particular phrase may may make you think, well, who did they want to win? But anyway, Kane had worked a few days with the WXW in the past. He had a very brief tour of Germany uh, last year, in fact. Uh, beat Ilya Bloom in the fight for the match at Dead End in Hamburg in July of last year. Uh, he lost Nick Schreier at a dark match at Shock at the top last year. And then lost to Pete Dehani in Fight Forever taping again August last year. So it's a shame because, I mean, I was really looking forward to Alex Kane, Mike Locum, like when Alex Kane first broke up, he became a name or not start breaking out the States. I was screaming for him to have a run you know, with the Academy, you know, the old school, you know, stay with the Academy, have a tour with them. Um, at least based on this, that ain't happening. Instead, we're going to be getting Mike Locum against Mike D. Uh, that ain't a carrot qualifier because we're going to get Mike D and Leon Slater at dead end in February instead. So, yeah, quite a bit going on there. Yeah, a uh, bit of a shame, really. I think uh, we were looking forward to uh, Alex Kane sort of... It was... I feel like it was maybe heading towards um, Kane being in carrot. Um, but, um, yeah, a bit of a... 
bit of a shame. And I think I know I know um, Oku was apparently he said he was really looking forward. It was a match that he'd wanted to have for a long while. Um, so that's that's a shame that that's going to have been canned. But obviously we don't know the we don't know the circumstances. So it's a thing. Uh, good news, Mike. Sorry, yep, go carry on. It. No, go for it. I saying good news, Michael Oku. You're not going to be thrown around by uh, you know uh, suplex assassin. Bad news, Michael Oku. You're going to get thrown around by Mike D. Bad luck of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's any better. It is it. Um, um, not for shock of wait. Did Mike D. eliminate him at shortcut? Press slam moving. Oh God! Did. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> yes. Uh, which Michael? Um, All of them. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. I think it's it's a yeah. It's a bit of an odd one. Not really to say we don't really know the situation, but uh, um, Oku Oku Devecchio is a very fascinating match. I don't think it's happened unless it's happened nope. in Belgium. Uh, first time ever, I believe. Uh, but I will check yeah. in case that's changed with uh, the new Bangers on wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we don't, we don't. As far as we are aware, it's the first time. But um, yeah, I think that's Mike. Mike D's a is a is a fascinating wrestler to watch uh, <laughs> for a number of reasons. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be a good one. Um, do do we think Oku will just get the spot sort of for free? I don't know. Um... <sighs> it I mean... seems weird to not put him in a qualifier against somebody domestic, you know. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I could see both sides. Like, wait, works we said, you no, know, they've made demands and they've balked at them. Would make you no know, really you know, logical reading of that is you know, MLW wanted him in Carrot, or maybe they didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, if MLW has tapings, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Court Power hasn't sent out that many press releases lately, so I don't know what the, what the plan is. But um, yeah, I guess you know. If Oku's going to be in, I can see may if not if he was going to be, in, I can see maybe not regardless of the result. Well, he impressed that much, um, therefore he's, he gets in. He's in on he's in on walkover sort of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. and again, you know, if you even if, if you want to go you no know, full cave and go well, he's you no know, current uh, ref pro and dispute British heavyweight champion and use that. I mean, they haven't been shy of recognising ref pro in the past, so. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, fact, I mean, the fact they didn't change Mike D. Leon Slater match, you know, for February. I mean, I mean Christ, announcing for what, three months away, um, not two and a bit this time we're speaking, but announcing that this far out, um, I don't know. I mean, of course, both Mike D. and Leon Slater are technically TNA asterisk contracted, so I guess we'll see. Is is the long short of it, um. But yeah, I could see folk who's meant to get in. I guess at this point will be through um, you know, outside influence, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Rather than through... Because again, I mean, we, we spoke for the week about this. The Rex you don't have that many shows between now and Carrot. No. Like, you've got Anniversary Show, you've got Back to Roots in January, you've got Dead End in February, uh, you've it's got Beale, uh, yeah. Road to and Bielefeld February 10th. Um, then you've got at the moment at least, and I will quickly check this two uh, live shows. Uh, Over-traveling okay. and bad sacking in again. So really, you've got one, two, three, four shows between now and, and then. So, yeah, if they want to... like that, it doesn't seem that long. No, 
which quite frankly well, scares actually, me. To be fair, it's not. Actually. It's only four months, isn't it? Uh, three and a bit. Yeah. It's, no, by yeah, the time it goes up, it's December, yeah. Yeah, so... But um, so. Then we will see where that all leads to. Um, one last news note. Uh, Directly now did a big catalogue dump, I believe it's on Sunday. Uh, they've added a lot of stuff from 2016. Um, of course, we're still missing more shotguns. But they have added a bunch of live tour stops. Uh, so you're talking about you know, stuff like... Um, again, I'm going to look through these. But basically, they uh, deleted all of these shows back when... Uh, Actually, now on Vimeo, basically had to make space. Um, so I'm just pulling this up now. So you're looking at things like, uh, why can I not find the playlist when there's not live tour? There's like Vaya and places like um, there's there basically all sorts of strange places. Yeah, so you're looking right now at yeah. Back, so they've got this in or 2016 is back to the roots. Uh, dead end. Actually, so this thing that caught me out as well: the tour stop shows are only in German. Yeah. So if you want those, you need to have a German playlist on. But you've got things like Fulda, Köln, uh, Bielefeld, Golfer. Basically, um, the um, I'd say the glory days, but back when they used to do the big two announcement videos, it was like you know, learn yourself a German, uh, some German geography. A lot of these place names I would never have heard of outside of Drexel announcements, like like Vial and Vicada, Saarbrück and you know, Hof, you know, place like that. So they've got, I uh, believe right now, 41 videos in the German feeds. Um, and I'll say it's, it's looking like a project for someone to go back and look, because this is all stuff that was before me watching Drexel be up to date and... If their 2024 schedule is going to be looking as sparse as it is now, uh, a lot of time to watch stuff. Um, I know, have noticed uh, they do have a 2015 uh, playlist as well, um, in English and in German, with a lot of videos currently shown as unavailable. And that's kind of been the tell in the past, hasn't it, where they'll have the year's playlist. It's uh, but obviously not having on it. Yeah, so I think right now the 2015 playlist, as we look, only has got Carrot Weekend. And for some reason, it's only the uh, English 2015 events playlist. Uh, I guess I'll be built up. But yeah, even then, the 2015 playlist in English, um, they're saying there's 15 videos and only four showing. So that kind of gives you a bit of a uh, heads up of where things are going there. So if you're looking at uh, pre WXW now, WXW, try to say about 10 times fast. That's up, some more that's up now on directly now as part of your subscription. So take a look at that. I mean, I think we, I think I was speaking to you on Sunday, just some of the stuff on there. Like, there's a lot of stuff around. Um, obviously, got Back to Roots 2016, that was the uh, famous Kafik Schlacht with um, Cerberus, you know, the Robert Dreisker shoulder injury. They kept yeah. him out for the best for you know, best part of the year. A lot of Cerberus and Ring Camp A4 stuff on here as well. Um, so you know, there's your, there's your big through line for the week and just a few like utterly random like you know, early you know, Tim Thatcher Bobby Guns matches you know, well before you know, their big uh, you know, the Tag Festival 2018 long before that, you know, that big uh, rivalry um, Ring Camp against Posse in effect Ring Camp against Devash Byron so you've got a lot of like I would say time capsule stuff 
really. And of course, you know, Tommy End Farewell Show from Cologne. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a lot of stuff to go through as well. I mean, things one was at Fan Weekend. Um, where was it? Was this we ever had Gangrel of all people on the shows? If uh, Superstar Superstar Wrestling, Walter versus Gangrel. Yeah, and I think the thing which is quite exciting, at least sort of the potential of what we could get coming up, is these are some of these shows are shows which were uh, effectively deleted off of uh, WXW 1.0. Uh, because they obviously ran out of space, didn't they? Briefly, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then Thanks to they, moved, they moved over to um, they moved over to YouTube, and these shows are now coming back. So, thankfully, we could actually be getting more weird stuff sort of turn up again. Uh, Spiel Spielarben, Spielarben. Fingers crossed for Spielarben that does come back. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll tell them to do that every time I see one of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that. I should ask. We should. We should. We should ask Mark if he can find it and just put it up. Um, free. About pulling the curtain back, I've been told Mark isn't the guy behind these. I don't ah, know right. who is, uh, but whoever has got the, not the hard drive, hard drives, um, it's them. So I guess. For, I guess for some kind of trust me. And obviously, was it actually posted as a, an Andy and Yearn episode of Spielarben, but you know. Kind of surprised they didn't dig up, but again, you know, they've got their plans, but you know, we didn't want to overwhelm everyone's timelines. But yeah, the fact that uh, YouTube, for all intents and purposes, doesn't have a nagging space limit, um, certainly, you know, you're not, it's not, it's just a case of you no, know, someone's time uploading this stuff rather than, oh, well, it's going to take X megabytes and we'd rather save that for. Or Carrot 2024 and what have you, but um... we do joke about Spiel Urban, but actually, the thing I'm probably more interested in is things like the um, the conversations, um, stuff, yes, the, the interviews, the classics with uh, Alan the round table, the round table things, are, they were all excellent things, and obviously, they're just not they're not there anymore, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the uh, thing I'm more really interested in. So, whoever to break these got those hard drives, no, oh, just saying it's Christmas in a few weeks. But um, yeah. anyway, I guess now someone's probably going to get us uh, having call under the tree, depending on how we both uh, saw these next few shows. Of course, with two uh, WXW shows uh, since we last uh, sat down to record. Um, Broken Rules in Frankfurt. So okay, I'm just going to go through the results quick. Um, can go through you know, our thoughts at the end. Uh, pre-show had Alex Duke getting his first win, beating Kohai Kanoshta, Bobby Guns and Shikahiro Irie. Uh, Ilya Bloom retained a shotgun belt over Anil Marek. Baby Arson submitting a Carne Fujita. Um, Mike DiVecchio and Eigel Blanc went to a double count out with Tristan Arsh and Joseph Fennec Jr. Uh, Master Slambich won the last women's standing match over Abe Everett to win the women's world title. Uh, Sebastian Hackle beat Safar Amin. Uh, Icarus Lawrence Roman submitted, uh, sorry, beat Fast Time Mood on Page to Honey and Dennis Dolnik and Hector. In Lada Mashve win the world tag titles. And as we mentioned earlier, Robert Dreisk uh, beating Market via referee stoppage to retain the unified world wrestling title. As a show, I thought it was fine. I've obviously some uh, highs, high spots, some highlights throughout. The uh, ladder match finish you know, kind of took me by surprise. In fact, you know, Amboss winning the titles you know, when it was weeks early, they were you know, flat up you know, teasing a bit of a blow between them. Um, the uh, Masha Slamovich save Revit match 
about going full Dave Meltzer. I'm not a fan of last man and last woman standing matches. Because look, it's counting 10 in Visk. They didn't even count 10 in German, so he wasn't even the educational side of things. Uh, but I mean, for the for plunder, you know, it was an enjoyable match. You know, if it didn't, you know, didn't go too long and wasn't like, you no know, stretching incredulity or anything like that. But yeah, I thought, you know, Broken Rules was, you know, obviously it was one match show built around Maggot and Dreisker. And I, I got the sense of the crowd. I don't want to say it didn't feel like Magda was ever going to win, but you know, it, it it didn't feel like there was that many believing there either. Yeah, it it kind of yeah. It, it, I felt the show in general just didn't really have any highlights. Um, it was all of a, a decent level. Nothing stunk. Well, almost nothing stunk. Um, but like it was. We'll save up for the next show. <laughs> yeah. It kind of, um, it just kind of was all, it all was about the same level. It kind of all hung around the three, two and a half, three, three and a quarter sort of level. Nothing really ever went over that for me. Um, It was just all very, um, it was all very samey. And it didn't feel like there was a lot of, you know, it wasn't really, didn't feel there's anything to really get me teeth into really with this show. Um, The main event was, was pretty, I did enjoy the main event. Um, but it didn't feel like it really stood out as anything exceptional compared to you know it it this could have been the main event of a we love wrestling show and I would have believed you you know it didn't feel important enough really I don't know how they would have made that more but I, I don't know. yeah because I mean I, you I, had Marcus win you had Marcus win shortcut I mean. To be fair, Frankfurt of Batch Cup was sold out for this. Um, but yeah, to, to me, I don't just had this weird, maybe you said, had this weird air around it where it was a one match show, but it wasn't like people going in expecting a type of change. An inevitability about it. Yeah. Um, um, and no, it was, nothing. It felt like ab- everybody in the crowd was waiting for how is Ambos going to screw him over. Yeah. And. Uh, that was kind of you know how how is how is um how is maggot going to mess this up how is maggot going to lose and i think that um, was kind of the uh, one thing i did notice during the main event so they did the crowd brawling pretty early on and you had um Aaron insane in the crowd and i noticed for fight back wrestling in frankfurt they are doing in Aaron insane against Robert Dreisker for the WXW title now that's one of my pet peeves when another promotion's titles defended in a, in a company because, you know, let's be honest, how many times, especially like a major belt like this, is that going to change? But I thought it was a nice bit of um, almost lip service to at least give them something to build that up. But yeah. it also kind of, well, okay, but now, you know, no, I, I don't, don't to me, it's the whole, you no know, damn we do, damn we don't. You had that, but at the same point, you also had, well, you know, you've, why are they building for something that why are we doing yeah yeah why are we doing this on a xw show when you've just spent you know an entire couple of weeks in saxony in terms of releases having you no know, maggot be built up as you know this threat but yeah i mean it, it, it wasn't lost but it did maggot that much harm um again you know this you know, was be shocked at the top when it wasn't like um no it was the case of the kingdom coming to him yeah it's it's but, not it's not a case of this is lost and venues down you know back and fight forever matches or what have you but it'd be, be interesting might, to see very may well be but well yeah. no, I'm not condemned to vote anyway but yeah. it'd be interesting to see you know where he is 
bear in mind, you know, we are very quickly coming upon couch season, as we said. But um, moving on one week later, uh, went back to Hamburg at the Grunspan, the Standing Room Only show. Um, so oh, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we spoke, you know, early in the week for, uh, for absolute ending the um, Brian Danielson match they threw up, where it's all Standing Room Only. And yeah, it's a nice throwback to the fact that you had, um, yeah, you know, it's the kind of thing where you just had the crowd, you know, the crowd not maybe as raucous, apart from, okay, we had the crowd mostly not raucous. Now, I was away last week and you know, watched the show, you know, was offline most week, but what was able to catch the show. And you know, when you're watching, you see, you know, some of the crowds like, hang on a second, that's, yeah, Shauna. So, you know, one of the gifts I think we've tweeted this week, you know, of um, her booing uh, absolutely befuddled Andy. It's like, hang on, that's Sean in the crowd. And I had no idea she was in Hamburg. Yeah. So that kind of threw me off. But um, I thought, compared to, you know, we've said in the past, you know, Hamburg, that's power crowd. is no, needs to be a good recharge, shall we say. But um, I'll go in the order they had because they took a match out for order for the VOD. But uh, fight Trevor Sebastian Hackle. Uh, pinning Anil Marek, uh, we call the hack break, the torture rack neck break, which is a decent finish, but I am still not sold on Hackle, but we'll touch that in a second. Ilya Bloom uh, pinning Francesco Key, which retained the shotgun title. Uh, Magda Baby Alson over Jacob Crane and Ava Everett. Uh, Robert Dreisker pinning the debut an impressive tank. Uh, Hector Invictus and Dennis Stolnik pinning Fast Time Mudo and Peach Tahani. Uh, Nita Vaughan over Kohai Knoshta. Shikahu Irie. Beat Bobby Guns and main event Icarus and Lon Storman beat Rotten Plot with uh, Mikhail Schenkenberg and Nikita Charisma to re retain the tag title. So, this one I think is a bit more to get your teeth into. I mean, I guess the first one, um, again in no order of importance, what do you think of Tank? Like, I thought it was weird. Like, we did, so on the shotgun vlog, they had Dryasco issue an open challenge to women's division. They tried to blend off, like, well, no one's answering, so just count them out and give me the win. I think they said, or at least Dave Bradshaw said on the English comms, she's had like maybe 15 matches. And I got the same kind of vibe here with um, Alice Inc. on her debut in terms of, yes, there's a lot of work needed, but they damn sure made her look good, even in defeat. Yeah, I agree. I think she's she's been, um, as as far as I understand, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe she's actually the uh, P, uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Holland tag champ at the uh, um, women's champion at the moment so I was aware of her as a wrestler um, prior to this but yeah it, it felt like a um, they did a, a, she impressed I think the people people who I did know who did go I think uh, Shorter said obviously she looked really good I thought she looked perfectly fine um, as I say a lot of work to go I think still but you know there's half a chance of a good star there really i think um i just think they just need to handle her correctly um i mean there's no better way to debut than going against the the company's champion i suppose um and look impressive enough i mean this kind of reminds me of the Orshi stuff like obviously you know condensed into five minutes yeah but it kind of had a lot of the same notes of you know you know the you know basically imposing compared to you know not not to polish him in there, but compared to a lot of women's division, you know, much different uh, physique and you no know, figure, I'd guess. 
But the fact that you know, we had you know, Dreisker very much on the run, shall we say. Yeah. Um, I'm looking, uh, Cage Match hasn't got the latest PW uh, Pricing Holland uh, results up, but Tank did win in the one contenders match. And obviously, yeah. Everett's gone back to the state, so you'd expect sure that. She is champion, yeah. Um, so, Convis Tank, okay, Tank was champion in back in September, lost to Ava in, in October. And the last show they've got of November 12th, she won a number one contenders match. So, I don't know if Ava's gone gold. back with the title, but yeah. yeah. But again, it's the fact that she's already you know, held gold in her native, uh, uh, native Holland speaks volumes, but. Uh, Definitely want to keep an eye on, regardless of the state women's division, I'd guess. Um, Leah Bloom, Francesca Akira, um, no solid match. We're going to do a rubber match because Akira beat Bloom over Tag Festival weekend. Um, Hector and Dulnik beating Mudo and Tihani. Now, so they announced the two these two tag matches around Boston Rotten Front as well. And we kind of said on the last, ep last but one episode, well, it's a tag title match unless, and of course, the, the title's changed. Um, so we're getting Hector and Dulnig getting a rematch for tag titles at uh, anniversary show. Mood on Tihani imploding, and like that didn't last long. Like yeah, it was one of these things. It was a bit of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The whole thing's like yes, they've won stuff elsewhere, uh, namely Berlin, um, and then but then there's kind of obviously they don't do storylines from other promotions, obviously, but Tihani and Mudo. They kind of, you know, they deluded. It, it, it was kind of always going to be. It would have been very strange if they had of had of maybe kept them together. Well, if we see Heartbeat Girl in Nova House, and we know they've uh, really bored. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think this is another one where had we had. No, I feel like we're always the same. Had we had Shock, and this could have been stretched out over a few episodes. Yeah, you no know, bit, no bit of needling going on. Instead, we've got the shotgun vlog of. Why do you always have to come out? Why do I always have to come out first? Why do I have to wait for your music and, and that kind of thing? But I mean, it's telling the story, but I think it's one of these, you know, you know, e back in my day, it would have been told, you know, yeah. a little bit more drawn out. But yeah. it would have been at least a month before they, that they would have completely collapsed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Shakiri beating Bobby Guns, um, no, not to go, good, obviously, good, <laughs> yeah, not called Tinfoil Hat. Very interesting, Irie. This was last match in Germany, at least this year, uh, beating Bobby Guns, who's been very much uh, hit and miss since uh, Michael Knight left, or at least yeah, left the scene. On a uh, downward spoil, some would say. And of course, we've touched upon main event, uh, Ambos retaining over Rotten Flot. Um, we've put this off enough, Mike. Sebastian Hackle, he's not for me, and I know he's not for us, but. No. Visit, and I know what they're trying to do. Like they did the whole thing at Shock at the top, where you no, know, no, I tried, and then you no, know, I got into commentary. But now this isn't meant to be a dig at anyone. But if I'm watching, we watch Rev Pro. If if Andy Quilsley dug a geo off commentary and went. Know what uh, Joe used to do? Used to. You've not wrestled you know, for eight eight years. You've not wrestled for eight years because you, you know, for whatever because reason. You're in the uh, you're in the cruiserweight title picture. Yeah, I could be like, yeah, okay, great, but you no, know, have you one match and done? Fine. The fact this is carrying on, like this is going into anniversary. We're doing a trios match, and 
everything seems to be pointing because you know um Axeman's already lost the carrot qualifier. Are they really gonna be doing that for the carrot main event? Well yeah, I mean who who is the hack who is who is Hackle for? That's the thing. It's it, it might just be that we don't appreciate him, but surely he's not enough of a draw to build your carrot around. Do you know what I mean? I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. No, the effort is being put in. It's not like he's dogging matches or what have you. But to me, it's a whole... No. They've, no, they've literally said... Yes, he used to wrestle, but he's known more as a commentator. You know, especially to the copper fans of Bristol he's got right now. So you've had your commentator beat Safara Mean, who, okay, granted, hasn't been a regular on the roster recently. He's not, he's not beat anybody, let's face it, you know. But you've had him beat Anil Marek, clean. You know, former tag champion, the guy who, you know, you're kind of trying to, I would say, re- rehabilitate, me, trying to or build up again as part of High Performance Limited. Like, More again, than Mean Streak, yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, so you've had him beat him. Like, and again, nothing against the push, but this is exactly the kind of thing where, you know, if you're going to you know, drink, if you're playing this drink game, if you had your shotgun, you'd have had your you know, your local job. I mean, just trying to think, last time they were in um, in Hamburg, Grunspan in particular, um, well, you know, you got you got people like you know whether they had like Puro, uh, Puro uh, or or you Apu Singh, uh, you know, it's name yeah. of tra- when they you know they the last time with Grunspan they had someone drop out they you know grabbed Apu Singh as a fill in. This way, the old days of shotgun, you could have had, I'll no, I use this term you no know, lovingly, your local jobbers get them in, they're there to lose and. Because they're not guys who you may be relying mm-hmm. on your roster, they're not going to do any harm. So it's not put like him with, put him in with Fires, Fires yeah. Aguirre, or you put him with um, maybe not Danny Frey because he's now um, academy champ. But you know, you put, you know, I dare say you could probably put him with Kanoshta, maybe Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, or um, you know, any of them sort of people. There's plenty of people that you could put in, you know, or bring somebody in from bring. Uh, the the other Gulias brother in, or I don't know, uh, Hamash Chabo from Hungary. You know, just whack a million. It's not against people who have got a bit of gravitas in the company. Yeah, it's I think too, yeah. to me it's like it's a means to an end. I totally get that, but at the same point, it just feels very much like if they're trying to fast track, trying to fast track him. No, okay, I don't know. Maybe the plan is him and Axeman a carrot, fair enough. But to me, it feels like we're saying, I'm not saying he's rotten in the ring, far from it. But the fact of the matter is, if you're going to have him beating you know, ever more established guys to get him ready, you're going to be hitting the point. I mean, Oberhausen's a relatively smart crowd, I would say, where you're going to hit a tipping point where things are going to turn. You know, and you've got you know the anniversary show. You've got you know Hackle and Rotten Flot against was it Archer, uh, Axeman and uh, Marek, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. If you have you no know, God, if you have um, no and Rotten Flot are you no know, hot pepper. I mean, like the only thing I can see is is he beaten Angle? Is he beaten Archer in Oberhausen? Because you're not going to have him pin Axeman. 
So to, to me, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to see where this goes, but it just seemed just very worrying in terms of, you know, in all, I don't recall the stunt booking and all that, I mean, like, it's not like he's untrained. Yeah, but uh, I mean, unless they maybe bring it into, they do something at um, back to the not back to the, yeah um, back to the roots in uh, January. Um, unless they maybe do it, bring it forward to that. But yeah, the fear is certainly there that it could be a another underwhelming main event. You know, it looks like it could that could be a night two main event. It's the sort of thing they probably could put in there. I would be very disappointed if it was but it's possible isn't it again obviously with um hackle you know it's got to mesh up you know with wwe commitments as well so maybe the sunday but we'll see where the scores obviously you know the you know everything is pointing towards him next man it's just a question of where not not if but um a couple of quick things from the shotgun blogs um so post broken rules was mostly set up for the hamburg show a uh, bit of mike d saying he's going to break out in 2024 uh, post Hamburg had Dennis Dolnig getting bullied into cancelling a skiing holiday so he can have a tag title rematch. Uh, Ilya Bloom teasing having one more challenge for shotgun title. Uh, curiously, Bobby Guns doesn't have an opponent for the anniversary show. At least from the announced roster minus the matches announced. So, see there. Uh, why should Cutes have done? Because Ava's gone back to the States. Um, Jacob Crane said he was no, no, fine, I'm going home. Uh, what I would say is, bear in mind, every time Mavis come back, it's been with different guys or different you know, character. Um, haven't seen she's had anything from the States yet, but it would not surprise me if the whole Y2 Cuties thing was done. Like, in terms of, as a concept, because, you know, one, it's kind of, I would say it's played out, but you know, they've had the breakup in in WXW. Um, so yeah, if, he, if she comes back, you know, what form is it? Yeah, because she's always reinventing herself, isn't she? Yeah. And you'd have to think, you know, to some degree, there's going to be some kind of involvement with um, Jacob Crane just because of the way the fallout's happened. So, so you'll yeah. find that. Um, of course, the last few bits, you know, touched on uh, Mudo blowing up with Peach to Honey, uh, Baby Allison bemoaning the lost women's title. Um, again, see how that goes. A uh, few bits, because um, for change, we've got uh, more than the same two or three names uh, going internationally. <laughs> So I may as well start for a guy who uh, inspired all this. Norman Harris just wrapped this tour of Canada with CWE. And I was going to say, well, this morning when I started putting this together, um, Cage Match had no information about this. And then, before we started recording this, they dumped a whole bunch of results from that tour. Uh, the Rumble to Remember tour going through uh, such places as... Um, Find in Cage Match. So we're going through basically Manitoba and Saskatchewan, such a place like Morden, Canada, not London, Dauphine, um, Coat First Nation, Yorkton, Prince Albert, a place not for wrestler over piercing, uh, Saskatoon, Medicine Hat, Regina, and Estevan. Um, I don't know if you saw through Norman's Instagram some really tricky driving conditions. Uh, frankly, he was more a passenger, not, not a driver, but. Um, they have a whole tour, no wins, unfortunately. He had uh, 20 matches over 10 days. We were doing like a match and a battle royal at the end, so there's your double duty. Uh, I guess the highlight be a tag match he had uh, 
obviously from a losing end uh, against Baltimore Dragon, which you know, you're getting a, you know you're getting some in some um, extra reps. You're also getting you know, a pretty big name uh, on your CB against anyway. Yeah, you can't can't get that for much longer, I suspect. I mean, Christ, I was seeing Ultimate Dragon in one PW, and he was, I would say, past it, but he was, you know, definitely, you know, past his prime then. I mean, obviously, you know, the you know, the elbow injury, the botch surgery, and what have you, you know, took a lot of his prime away, but the fact that he's still going, hey, get rips in while he can. Elsewhere, Oscar Loiber, so we kind of suggested last episode he'd be on the World Tag League with Yuto Nakashima. Uh, those who didn't get a spot in the tournament, instead, Oscar's been doing the usual thing, uh, undercard tags. Um, he has got two wins, though. So, New Japan's debuted a pair of new young lions, uh, Sean Makato and Katsuya Murashima. Um, of course, the, the younger young lions always lose to more established ones, which Oscar is. So, he's gotten a few wins there. Um, but like I said, the undercard tags, he's been eating pins to the likes of the Gates of Agony, uh, Soberano Jr., and Kaito Kimiya. So, same old, same old. Um, a name which I didn't put on the list because I completely forgot until I saw the name pop up on uh, Twitch just now. Uh, Massimo Pesca. Um, he's been over the States for the last few uh, weeks. So November 4th, he appeared on the debut show for a promotion called Daikaiju Pro, uh, losing to TJ Crawford. Um, apparently, um, Benny, the former Asker, not that one, um, she was on the show. Pesco apparently worked a show of her in Italy a while back. There's a connection of all. Not a very weird one for him to be flown to America to do this, but hey, anyway, it's bookings. Uh, the only other stuff Cage Match has from, Os from uh, Massimo Pesca, uh, he's been on the last two weeks of uh, the Wrestling Open show from Beyond. Uh, lost a pre show match to Mortar. Uh, that was on November 16th, and then uh, Thanksgiving uh, last week, he was part of a Turkey Day Rumble, a match won by Ryan Clancy, who, of course, we mentioned earlier. And finally, touching uh, Project Havoc, because that's the group in Big Japan with uh, Tempesta, Leighton Buzzard, and Dakara. They're still going strong. Uh, Tempesta's been doing mostly tag matches, while uh, Leighton Buzzard, he's going to be back in the UK in the new year, based out of Bristol, I think he said, so Probably same with Ref Pro, and he said a couple of other countries as well, so who knows, maybe Carrot. Um, but he's had a couple of title shots, so he lost to uh, the wonderfully named Kaji Tomato for the Big Japan Junior title uh, earlier in November. And this past, what well, this last weekend, uh, lost to the Astronauts alongside Endakara in a shot at the Astronauts tag title. So, yeah, lads, definitely getting around. And I wasn't aware as it was coming back, actually. So he said it was only going to be for the remainder of 2023. I think uh, Tempest is a bit more long term, so yeah. we'll see how, how that goes. But obviously, you know, Buzzard coming back, uh, you know, obviously, he did have the um, unfinished question mark story with Michael Oak and Rev Pro, so definitely a lot of irons on a fire from there. But um, coming up for the Rex W, of course, the final main roster show of the year is the 23rd anniversary show. On December 23rd of the Turbine Hall in Oberhausen, main event is Robert Dreis against Masha Slamovich, the Unified World Wrestling versus World Women's World Title Unification match. I've also got Mike DiVecchio against Mike Loku, Eichel Blanc against Joseph Fennec Jr., a six-man tag of Axel Titian, High Performer Limited's Anil American Tristan Archer, 
against Sebastian Hackel and Rotten Plot and Mikhail Schenkenberg and Nikita Charisma. Dennis Stolnik and Hector Invictus take on Ambos's Lawrence Roman Icarus of Attack titles. Also got Peter Tahani and Fast Time Mudo. And also announced, but not yet in the match, Bobby Guns, Maggot, Baby Allison, Yearn, Simmons, and Levaniel. Pretty sure uh, Leah Bloom wasn't on that list, but um, you know, he's pretty much said he's got a chance for the end of the year. And um, yeah, Leah's still not on the uh, roster page for that show, but you know, expect to be on the show in some form. Of course, that's their last one for 2023. Uh, pretty slim pickings afterwards, of course. Uh, January 20th, Back to the Roots at the Turbine Hall. Uh, January 20th, 2024. Then, Dead End 2024, February 9th, at the Hall in Hamburg. We mentioned earlier, Mike D and Leon Slater in a 16-carat gold qualifier. And the next night, February 10th, at the Foreman Bielefeld for a road to 16-carat gold. And then two live events, uh, February 24th, the Event Hall Airport and Overtraveling. And then March 2, at the Huber Arena in Bad Sackingen, and maybe this time Huber won't lose his head. Um... And then, yeah, say after that, in a circle on March 7th in Gelsenkirchen, then Carrots. So, yeah, we said, what, one, two, three, four tape shows and men's Carrots. It's quickly coming upon us. Yeah, it's it, when, when, you, when you say it's only that, only five, uh, five shows, it's, that's, that's, that's not very much at all, is it, really? Uh, oh. A lot of wrestling to know before shows to get a lot of pieces in place. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think they, the next the, the the key thing is, um, well, let's say there's only four real televised shows, should we say, uh, unless any of the other two get um, on there. But you know, four televised shows they've really got to be concise and smart with what they are doing because otherwise we we could be looking at a situation where we're like kind of dreading carrot, which I think maybe last year I think we maybe did a little bit, didn't we? I think more maybe me more tag league, just how it was you no know, yeah. potential line, but yeah. I mean, we've only got said four names announced for carrots so far. Um the same going through we have obviously uh Joseph Fenk Jr., El Hedo, Dr. Wagner Jr., Masach Snacker, uh, Luke Jacobson, one called Man, so there's five. So you know, we've got a decent lineup already, but yeah, there's gonna be a lot of spaces needing filled. I know typically directs we have announced names over Christmas, so we'll see if that's the case this year. But Mike um, two episodes in a few days, you know, and uh, no circumstance you know, we'd wish weren't, but yeah, that's uh, been us for this week. Um, social media, you can find me at Ian Wrestling on pretty much everything. Website is at Big Back Body Drop on Twitter, at Back Body Drop and everything else. Mike, you're at Mike Kilby on pretty much everything these days. Mike Kilby on everything, yeah, anything you can find me on, I am. At that's just at Mike Kilby, the rest, uh, yeah. if you type the rest, yeah, you'll not find much there, but um. That's uh, us for the week. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, no, I've realised before sign up, I never say oh, like and subscribe. I mean, you can find us on YouTube if you listen to the podcast feed. Subscribe there for the not webcam, but no, if you want to stream on YouTube, if you subscribe, give us the ratings any way you want. Um, I guess you know, this might be the last episode before Christmas. We'll see what comes up. Uh, but this is the last time we speak to you for the holidays. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Fine Act, and all that. And absolute worst case, see you in the new year. Cheers. Cheers.